When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Cicerino back with our Amazing Race exit interview as we are down to just the final three. Uh, the fourth place finishing team is going to join us here in just a minute. That's David and Aubrey. And here with me to talk about it all is Jessica Lee. Jess, how are you? Well, Rob, I was going to say I'm excited to dive right in, but oh. I think we've We've said we're not doing more water stuff. Not doing that. We're not doing that. Okay, Jess? All right. Uh, so earlier today... You and myself and Mike Bloom got together uh, to do a full recap of uh, this leg in Iceland, which I thought was a pretty fun week of the amazing race. So check that out. Uh, and then, of course, next week on Wednesday, Jess, uh, we'll find out who's the winner of Amazing Race 34. Is it just me or did this season go by really fast? No, it went by. I I always feel like the fall flies by. It just, uh, you know, it's Labor Day and then you blink and it's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it didn't. It sure it didn't help that you had Survivor and the Amazing Race on the same night all mm -hmm. season. All season long. But yeah, it's gone by super quick. Next week, we'll have our finale coverage and then hopefully interviews with the final three teams from the Amazing Race. But that is for next week. Uh, we have David and Aubrey joining us here. Let's go ahead and patch them in. Hey, David and Aubrey, you're here with Rob and Jess from RHAP. How are you two doing? We're good. We're, good. We're happy to be here. So uh, it was, I'm sure, a very emotional episode of the show this week to uh, watch back how it played out. Uh, how are you two uh, dealing with uh, just the uh, very you know dramatic way uh, that you went out of the race with having to deal with uh, David's issue with the water? I mean, truthfully, I feel like all of the emotions came rushing back as we watched it yesterday. But the fact that we got to sit there and watch it together, I got to see David swim, <laughs> which I didn't get to see while he was in the cave originally. Yeah. And I was just telling him, like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I didn't realize you had to jump that deep and, you know, slide <laughs> that far. So I can imagine how that was a little traumatizing. Yeah. You know, reliving it was 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 definitely uh, very emotional because 
she would always ask, so, so how was it? What, how, you know, what was the obstacle like? And then I would explain it to her, but until yesterday, it was like, okay, this is what he had to do. This is what, why he took so long, you know? Yeah. It was emotional, but we were extremely happy with yeah, the way so that good. we saw it. So I would love to know a little bit more about the, about the task that ultimately was your downfall, because this looked like one of the more brutal things I've seen Amazing Race have people do, especially given the water temperature. So when you made the decision to take the penalty, um, did they make you do the penalty like sitting there at the task or was it going to be something you'd have to cash in when you checked in at the mat? Truthfully, I think that they had us uh, sit there after we made the decision to take the penalty. Um, It was a hard decision too. I mean, you, you, everyone saw how much pressure there was on both of us, but you know, mainly David. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I remember sitting there for, for quite some time. Um, yeah, I, I want to, yeah, I just, I want to touch a little bit on the, on the, on the fact that the water was really cold yeah. because mm-hmm. you're like, you know, it, 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 it ultimately hindered my overall performance for that, for that obstacle. And, yeah. <laughs> well, especially given that you'd already been in the water. Yeah. That, yeah. that had to be kind of cumulative. Mm-hmm. It was, I feel like it was from the moment we got in the water for, for that task, David, you, you saw it yesterday, David was standing on the side, like taking deep breaths yeah. and typically, you know, that's sign for, he's trying to calm himself down and knowing what he just went through in the first task and then having to do this, my mind was so off of the, the race. My mind was making sure that he was okay. There was no life jackets. You're, you're you know, you're in the middle of, of a, a, a nice lagoon at a freezing cold temperature. Um, so I feel like in that moment, all of the attention was just making sure that he was okay. And mm-hmm. we saw that with the memory challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you two had a pretty interesting uh, way of getting on to the amazing race where that from your bio uh, that it says that you uh, were contacted very late in the game. Could you just talk a little bit about what that scramble must have been like to have been uh, approached uh, to go to the amazing race just uh, with very little prep time? Yeah. So from the start, it, it was a little bit, I'd say harder for us to get into the, game mode to game mode because we were reached out too late we went we expedited the uh the the interview process we ultimately didn't make the cast and, and then, then to out. get a two hours notice <laughs> to be ready it was like it's like do we go or do we not go do we go or do we not go yeah by the time we got to you know munich it just was barely sinking into yeah. us that we were about to race on the amazing race and then for phil to say and it's a scramble. Everyone's like, like we, we didn't even have a gameplay in yep. mind. And then to figure out that it's a scramble, it was just intense. And I think that showed at least for us, because we came in 11th out of 12 teams. Yeah. We, I can assure you, we went back to the hotel room that night. Like, oh my gosh, we just ran the amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was, there was a lot of pressure and the fact that we weren't, mentally structured to compete really, I think worked against us, but we weren't going to use that as something that held us back because we weren't supposed to be on the show to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, so um, Aubrey, you alluded to on the show last night, you alluded to the fact that you have been a fan for most of your life. 
And so I would love to hear a little bit more about your fandom. It is a little bit mind blowing to think that somebody could have somebody could be a grown adult on the show and had having watched the show as a second grader. Yeah. So I remember the first season when someone brought in a suitcase. I don't know if you guys remember that, but someone had a suitcase. And I remember being like, whoa, there's a TV show that takes you around the world. And as someone that has never traveled around the world at you know that age, that was like the ultimate show to be on. And um, I remember asking my dad if he would go on the show with me, but you know, it just, it never worked out. We never auditioned. And I think you kind of get to that, that moment in your brain where you're like, I don't think we would ever have that opportunity to do that. And then I grew older and then we got a call that they were casting for the amazing race. And I called David at work over and over and over, like answer your phone. This is the last week of casting. Like we need, we need audition. And, um, we just finished the amazing race 11 out of the 12 legs. I mean, my, the little second grader inside of me is jumping up and down. And then to see Phil on the map for the first time, I was like, <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> so uh, in this leg, uh, we saw a return to uh, David driving and Aubrey navigating. Uh, was there any particular reason why uh, you went back to uh, the uh, configuration that you didn't do as well with earlier in the race? The reason why um, I ultimately drove again was because the the truck, the SUV was a stick shift. Yeah. And so Aubrey, I was not going to put that pressure whatsoever on Aubrey. I was like, it's a no brainer. I'm jumping on the, you know, behind the wheel, you navigate. Well, it was, really well. I, I wasn't going to take that from you because David loves stick shift. Yeah. I don't know. The, like his car is stick shift. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of his car for years, but it is stick shift. And so we just yeah. ultimately knew. Anything with stick shift, that's all. No, it was great. Plus, I wasn't going to give up the, you know, the uh, the experience to drive that off-road vehicle was just like. Yeah. Felt like, like Indiana Jones. <laughs> I feel like Indiana Jones as we're like jumping up and down. I would purposely like do one of these as I was driving. <laughs> well, that was, that was going to be my next question was that seemed like a little bit of extra car on top of being stick shift. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. Once I figured out how to get it going. Yeah, because that, that took a little bit. The high, I couldn't tell which one was high gear, which one was low gear, but I ultimately figured it out. And we saw that a couple of times. <laughs> it's OK. I wouldn't have done any better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aubrey, we saw you uh, deal with a few things that had been, uh, you know, uh, fears of yours uh, from uh, dealing with heights to uh, overcoming the sardines uh, in France a couple of weeks ago. Uh, how how uh, tough was that for you to have to uh, work with the fish? I think that the sardines was just kind of me being a little dramatic. <laughs> I watched it back and I was like, it really wasn't that bad. I think I was just having a having problems with the texture mm -hmm. of the fish and just their eyes. And of course, <laughs> it flashed me back to, you know, my Lola's house growing up when she would have us do the same. Um, but it was really the heights that got me because I just have never done well looking over something, sure. you know. I, it, that just, that idea is just so it's, it's intense in my head. Um, so it wasn't really the tightrope that scared me because I'm like, I'm a dancer. I can do this, you know, <laughs> just ballet walk across, but it was the looking down and knowing that if I fell that feeling of falling, um, 
it, it was a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. they showed as much as they could. Right. But I was talking to myself the entire time, like you can do this singing to myself just to not focus on how far above ground yeah. I was. And we're happy to have you talk to us. Not like Claire who uh, said that, uh, no talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone deals differently uh, with, you know, when they're under stress. And I, I mean, I remember that moment I was under stress and it, it helped me to talk, but it just, it didn't help her. So thank goodness that I got the green flag right. Because if I didn't, I would have killed both of us, me and her. <laughs> so then to go from having to do that task and then go right into the Iceland leg with another heights task. I can imagine like you're not looking over anything. So was that much easier having done the tightrope? Yes, I will say yes, specifically because we were hooked and it was slanted. So we weren't like directly vertical. It was slanted. So I felt a little bit better because I would have slid down if I would have fallen. But at that point, we were racing for the million dollar race. Like I did not care if I could do the tightrope. I was gonna whack my way up there of the of the ice. So and it happened. She did great. She was killed it. You killed it. She was yeah. not as fast as Lewis, but I mean, I got there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Lewis, so David, you were in the cave with Lewis, uh, and uh, you were looking for the clue, and it, it seemed like that you were, uh, you know, calling out to Lewis, uh, and it seemed like that he ignored uh, you, uh, and ultimately just got the clue and left. W- were there any hard feelings that uh, Lewis uh, didn't point you in the right direction, at least with his words? No, not at all. Honestly, when it, when it was, you know, it's second to last race, everybody wants to go now. Like everyone helped each other earlier in the race. At this point, it's it's a free for all. It's yeah. Four teams are left. I didn't take it personal. Um, in the moment, I do remember calling, but I don't I don't remember calling for help. Yeah. yeah, I saw him. I saw him leave and he actually pointed me in the right direction because I saw where he grabbed the clue and I and I knew where I was supposed to head yeah. towards. He helped you without helping. So he helped me indirectly. (laughs) Yeah. With his light. Yeah. 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 Leading by example. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What what was your, what was your favorite thing that you got to do on the race? I feel like I can answer for you on that one. Okay. It's a Cotty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cotty challenge for me was everything. Oh my gosh. That challenge for me was just. Like I'm in the Ducati factory. Like it can't get any better than that, you know. I think that was my, my ultimate favorite challenge. I think watching him the do. I know this sounds really <laughs> lame, but watching him do the Ducati, I was like, "That's my man." <laughs> he came over there. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part. There's just so many. Also, flying on the A stars. Yeah. Like the helicopters that we were on. That yeah. was an incredible for us. Um, but I love chiseling. The chiseling was oh. like, like I got in there. I was like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it was really like, you know, artsy. I think people would have imagined that we like the dance challenges because we're dancers, but I think it was the challenges that stepped us out of our comfort zone a little bit. We, we really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You two both had really good relationships with a number of the teams on the amazing race. Was there one team that you got along with the best while you were out there? Yeah, I would have to say hands down. I feel like um, Derek and Claire were very, mm-hmm. they were very good friends of us. They helped us in Spain. Yeah. And, Salt um, the fish. 
Yeah, yeah salt the fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But their favorite was returned with yeah. uh, castanets mm-hmm. in Spain. So. Sure. But honestly, on and off camera, like our relationship was just super awesome with them. We vibed with them from the beginning. And, you know, to this day, we we sat and watched last night's episode yeah. with them and Asta and Nina. And thank goodness. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So we were at Austin and Nina's house, had dinner and and watched the race yeah, and just reminisced and talked about the next time we we're going to meet up and hang out. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know you two have to run and uh, it was so nice to get the chance to talk to you both. Anything real quick you want to make sure we know? Um, it's just how much, how much we are so grateful that we were part of the amazing race. It led us into... Uh, a stronger relationship and ultimately an engagement. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We're just, we're really grateful, grateful and we're grateful to all the fans that uh, constantly supported us even yeah. through our hard times. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, David and Aubrey, so nice to talk to you all the best outside the show. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. All right, just there you have it. David and Aubrey. That was great. Mm-hmm. Love, uh, love their enthusiasm. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. You know, uh, it's so interesting. I feel like that on the amazing race, like more so than, you know, uh, the survivor, even the big brother, uh, like talking to the teams, like outside of the context of the race. Like, I feel like you do get like a little bit of like a different sense of them just from watching them on the show. Yeah, it's true. It, it did seem like, I, I think it's because the amazing race is such a pressure cooker you are constantly on the move Mm -hmm. or i think you're talking to a big brother person they were sitting on a couch in big brother they're sitting on a couch while you're talking to them Mm -hmm. that's my theory i don't know if it holds water yeah i mean i think uh, please don't say water and uh no more water uh (laughs) here uh with david and aubrey okay jess all right uh jess of course uh we have our recap up for this episode of the amazing race uh anything else coming up for you to check out uh, right now, I'm kind of on Yadis. I'm finishing up Amazing Race. I'm probably going to pop in over at Post Show Recap sometime during the break. Okay. All right. And of course, uh, check out everything we have going on with Survivor as well today. I got a Survivor exit interview up with the latest person kicked off of Survivor. So check that out as well. And much more over at RobinsWebsite.com. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.